0: Welcome to Gieser Chat Podcast, my name is Davy and in this episode I'm chatting to award winning tattoo artist Gillian Badger. We chat about tattoos, her journey from apprentice to a teacher and her love of music, travel and art. As we recorded this you may hear some very poor editing skills, it's basically I'm suffering from a really bad dose of man flu. And had a couple of coffin fits. Uh, I've tried to patch it together to make it sound like I'm not dying halfway through. But it's pretty obvious. Disclaimer as well, there are a few choice swear words. So if you are listening to this in front of kids or at work, yeah, it's not work friendly. Thanks for listening and hopefully catch you in the next one. Welcome to Geezer Chat Podcast.
1: Geezer Chat.
0: Good name, isn't it? It's not bad. Good name. Um... And this is episode eight. Thanks very much. Thank <laughs> <everybody>. <laughs> I think um, it's eight. I was, I was I spying on you last That is Ah, it's eight. Oh. Ah, see it. And guest is Gillian Badger. Hello. Who
1: <laughs>
0: is a award-winning tattoo artist. Yeah, is she? Ah, you, you're a award-winning tattoo artist. Well,
1: yeah, but practically for
0: showing up, it's fine. No, that's, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But the way the way the podcast works is, I'll basically. See how I know you. Because mm-hmm. the, the one thing that I kind of worked out a wee while ago is apart from my wife you're the other woman that I've spent the most time with alone.
1: Mm. I've probably seen more parts of your body naked as well mm-hmm. and spent that much time touching you. I've yeah. probably spent more time touching you in a day than Jackie has most yeah, of the time
0: yeah, actually. Yeah, probably. So I've known you for I think
1: I must be in the region about 12 years? 10 maybe?
0: 10 maybe. I can't got my first tattoo for you. But something well like.
1: pre-Joe
0: anyway. Aye, aye, and apart from one tattoo you've done all of mine.
1: What's
0: the one again? The old band you're trying to cover up.
1: Oh, aye. Aye. aye.
0: <laughs> so we got an old uh, tribal band done in 1993. By a, guy, old aye, by a guy who didn't really tell me what to do with it, it didn't really tell mm. me how to look after it, so it's all faded and stuff like that. After
1: care came in later. Yeah,
0: <laughs> aye, it was none at all, mm. but I've known you for, for a long time.
1: A substantial time.
0: Yeah, and it is... So we must
1: have been double figures by now.
0: I think it's about 10 years. I think so, I think...
1: It must but, be around there. I've been in here for three and a half now. Aye. And it was a solid long time before yeah. that boosted from Because the way I
0: the kind of, I can't remember who, who suggested going to you. So the, the way I met you was at your old tattoo shop, which mm-hmm. was Infinite in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And somebody just suggested going there because I was looking for a tattoo. I didn't even know what I wanted. I turned up and said, I want a tattoo. And then I left with something completely different.
1: Oh yeah, because in my diary, I remember this very vividly because it said, David Easton, consult for earth, wind, fire, in El-
0: air. Any elements, I watched and film, I came in everything. and I was
1: like, Right, he came in, and like, I want a dragon. And I was like, Aye. Yeah, I wasn't
0: prepared for that. Aye. Aye. So, and then I left with a uh, full sleeve mm-hmm. dragon,
1: which if we'll probably go over. It's really old now, Aye. my technique's so much better now. Yes, maybe do that at some point in the project.
0: And since then, I spent mm. quite a few hours mm.
1: doing random things, ran- yeah,
0: but. That's the thing with my tattoos, is there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Uh-uh. Some people get only black, some people get very meaningful tattoos. Well, a lot of
1: them are really meaningful.
0: Yeah, but I've got a slice of pizza. Yeah, a pepperoni eye. pizza. pepperoni pizza, I'll see an eye on it. I've got a bear with a top hat and a monocle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bobosco- running man. Yep, yeah, the uh, big horse skull and fox. Oh Yeah. The,
1: I really need to get back to that as well. Yeah. You get so many projects.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I get soundtracked. Mm. But how, how did you get started in tattooing?
1: Um, I'd always drawn, always drawn since I was a wee, since I could hold a pencil. That's what my yeah. mum and dad were aware I wanted to do. So they would just tell me to bugger off and give them peace and draw me, ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I always remember my dad always bringing home. He worked in factories and stuff, so we'd go into the office and get the reams of dot matrix printer paper <laughs> yeah, that had the, yeah. the perforated bits down the sides. Just pulled right, out. Yep, all so right. you would bring me home titles of that, and I would burn through that in no time and get into trouble for, oh, you've went through that already, you just use it. And it's like, well, the fuck did you bring it for? Then, right. I don't know. So, um yeah, I've always, always, always drawn. Um, so, but never, ever thought I was going to get into doing anything with my art, because at school, they just... At my school, especially, I was just talking about this with my friend Sam that I went to school with. Um, they they were really I didn't even particularly pick up on this, I suppose, or care, but they were really focused on the PE yeah. stuff like basketball and Football. hockey and running and all that kind of keeper. So the art department was crap. Our art teacher was an alcoholic. <laughs> um, used to get drunk in the cupboard and stuff like that. So you you didn't get encouragement you didn't get any rhyme or reason to what you were doing you never get you get just told right go and paint that object or do it i remember to do, you, do a, a marketing project i think they were trying to build like working this might be a job one day Okay. and i um you had to draw like a, a product and like so pick a thing and draw it i think i did like a bottle of shampoo or something right, okay. so just you know make it as generic as possible they're so still
0: doing that because my middle my, my boy had to draw a can of diet coke and a in a pair of or and one night trainer? Mm.
1: That
0: was one of these, these yeah. things for art.
1: Oh we did that we did a wee bit of that as well. bringing an object and draw a thing. Yeah. But generally it was crap and then I always remember in fourth year, part of my grade, thirty eight percent of my art grade was based on an essay. Right. Thirty fucking eight for art. And I had to do an essay based on Toulouse Lautrec, who's a French dwarf. Right, oh, yeah impressionist, I think, if a memory serves, painter from 18, who cares, back, you know, yeah. and you're like, why, why is that important? How is that going to, f- I mean, fine, if I'm going into art history, or teaching yeah. art, or some educational thing to do with it, or maybe ripping off to a LaTeX. maybe it's important that he shagged prostitutes and got drunk or what the hell ever, who cares? Um, otherwise, I was just interested in being better at doing art. Yeah. Um, and you never really got that kind of push so, but it never stopped me really drawing it would, you know, I would just sit and doodle more than anything, it was right. never I'm going to sit and draw a full big A3 amazing thing or paint something, I've never just really got like into a, painting.
0: Just have like a drawing pad just filled with stuff?
1: Very, very seldom even a drawing pad, drawing pads still give me the fear. Are you okay? I feel like I'm wasting a nice thing.
0: Right, what were you using like really random <laughs> bits so.
1: of? Right. just maybe... Like, when I, when I worked at BT, I worked in the call centre at BT for three and a half years, and um, I literally would draw on anything. Everybody would hand me their mouse mat, and I would just sit and draw on a mouse mat and fill yeah. it up with random wee shapes or some stupid wee doodles. Okay. And then I would get a fresh one handed to me, and they would take <laughs> that away. So, um, or my mate Craig would hand, hang his leg over the desk, and he was gay. Totally gay. Like, screaming queen gay. Right. So I would draw random stuff all over his leg. and Like you know. Like what? Yeah. Like... T- nuns getting shagged and <laughs> <Okay. laughs> bobbies and just... had to be bobbies. Uh, rubbish. Right. Just, and he wouldn't be able to see what it was and he would be sitting trying not to laugh because it was tickling the hell out. him, and yeah. then he would see what it was and try not to laugh because it's drawing just filth on his leg. Yeah. So just rubbish like that, but never really took it seriously. Never... You
0: didn't go to a art school or did that... No. Did that did have a... Have no, because right, okay. I only took art till fourth year. okay.
1: Because I basically at that point realised that if, if art is going to be having to
0: do essays do, i yeah.
1: if, if that's going to be such a big important part i don't get points for going into english and drawing a picture of shakespeare yeah why yeah. is that going to tally up in in art it just didn't make sense to me yeah. and i thought well if that's what it is and if this is the level of art tuition i'm getting here i don't see that as valuable i just yeah. genuinely thought I'm, i'd rather not take it than get a bad pass in it because an essay let me down yeah
0: because
1: i know i can draw i know i'm good at art i know i've got an eye for it and i know i can work whatever medium it is that I'm currently arting in. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it just annoyed me to the point where I just decided to patch it. So, no, I didn't go to art school because I didn't have an art hire.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Or SYS or any of that. I just left it. Um, and it's, it's funny though, because a lot of folk ask if I went to art school or, you know, if any of the rest of the folk at work here have done it. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think it's even something that if somebody that's wanting to get into tattooing necessarily should do,
0: right.
1: because in that structured educational um, environment, they'll make you say, they'll, they'll say, like, there's, there's a can of coke, go and draw that can of coke, now draw it again in this style, now try again on that different paper, and you have to do the same thing, it's this really repetitive function that, to me, takes all of the life and soul out of what you're actually supposed yeah. to be doing, which is creating a thing. It's almost like they, they disassemble what you're trying to do and break it down and kill it to right. my liking. I just I don't I don't appreciate the way that I, I'm sure it works for a lot of people and mm. I'm sure it has obviously it's created some fantastic artists. But my I suppose the question in my mind would be: Would they have been that good an artist had they not gone to Think art that, school? Yeah. You know, if they just sat with somebody who was good at doing an oil painting or acrylic or sculpture or whatever and or or just jotted about you know i mean would an art commune type university or college or experience basically would would that make a bet would you know i mean it's seen as a really hippie way of doing it but you know a good plumber or a good tiler or a good electrician is going to learn by going out to do apprenticeships and be on site and Mm -hmm. learn somewhere they're not getting sat in a room and to some degree that you do there some is, bit, yeah, there is but, some theory yeah. which is fair enough I mean you do maybe need to know you know the the basics of how to put an oil painting together but again you can sit and tell somebody it's, it's like telling somebody how to drive a car mm-hmm. you're not going to know how to drive a car unless you're unless sat in one and figure it out yeah. Or and if and driving it around a car park is not going to get you anywhere you need to be out on the street and out getting in trouble and yeah. making mistakes yeah. and getting it wrong and yeah. getting a fright and it up so and again, I mean, that's it's still like I say with drawing pads. I still don't love committing something if it's a nice drawing pad, yeah. You know, don't ever buy me a nice drawing pad because it'll never get used. I've literally I had a really nice, uh, quite expensive drawing paper that's like all acid free and all these kind of things, and it's perfect for using this, these really expensive pencils. I've got I used the pencils, never put pencil to paper, and then India at the pad,
0: nice.
1: never once drew anything on it, right? Okay. Because I I just couldn't I just couldn't commit something I couldn't think of anything good enough to put in it. That's weird. But maybe now. But I mean I bought that years ago and I was rather suppressed years ago yeah. with uh, certain relationship I was in. Yeah, so. Well,
0: well, um we we'll maybe talk about that. No, as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. So when you left high school, mm. did you just like what what how? What did you do after you left high school? College.
1: Um, I went to university ish. Went to Paisley, I got accepted into Paisley University to do social applied social sciences. Okay. Which um, I think even now was it, was it even a teacher or something? It was I don't think it was a another student. I'm sure it was somebody in some vague degree of authority told me, "Oh, it's a Mickey Mouse course." Oh nice. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's that sounds great." The Disney course of <laughs> Disney matter course, uh-huh. I think. Um, so, and it, it, to a degree it degree, it's a starter for 10, it's economics, sociology, psychology, and politics. Right. Um, so, I really, like, bizarrely, considering I know nothing about maths, and I do not do numbers at all, like, literally, if you asked me to add, like, three, three-digit numbers together, I would... Picture and an idea of where it is <laughs> in my head, and don't actually sit and do maths. Like I, vi- I try and visualise what it is. I just don't have that brain function. I'm all art brain. Uh, I don't yeah. do. not I can It's not that I can't. I probably could if I sat and yeah. paid attention. But it's but not something good. Yeah, it bores a life. I mean, I don't need it. So there's a calculator in my phone. Um, but I really like the economics bit. Yeah. It properly made sense. It's common sense. Right. Um, if you apply this concept to that situation would the sale of X, Y or Z go up or down and that—that that, that's just like basic common sense to me. So that was fine, I actually was doing quite well in, in economics and the teacher was hilarious. He was this we I think, I don't know if he was of African descent. He didn't look, he wasn't like what you could, he wasn't like, you know, I'm very Nigerian looking or anything like that, but he was quite small and he was black-ish. Um, but. Uh, He used to come in with his cap on and his big Malcolm X chain and all this kind of stuff and you're like, what even are you? You're just bouncing about this classroom like, I don't know, Robin Williams, (laughs) Greg Poets. It was so funny. So I I don't know, he made me pay attention, I guess. Um, Those lectures were fun. Um, But the politics, sociology and and the psychology were crap. I don't even know if I intended half those. Um, Did you finish the course? No. I did not well, think I finished first year.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the union was great. Yeah. Met a lot of really cool. I met I met a lot of the folk. Met my ex husband, um, and all the it was it was him and his brother and two other brothers and another pair of guys. And I wound up with basically was six big brothers out of the thing. Really? They, we just all hung out with each other all the time. Had a great time. You know it was it was good. It was like and you know I had loads of really good friends. Um, my friend Samantha, she was in the the same uni as well, so catch her there occasionally but she was a total studious person she was yeah. doing it properly and yeah. there for a reason Master and all student. that kind of stuff yeah. yeah so she wouldn't be in the union all that much um so i did that for nine ten months and then got sick of living in a ten a week and went and got a job
0: so what was, was the first job
1: um i'd had jobs by that point but um i went and got i think i'd is that when I started? I think I had a job in a roll shop for a little while, like a couple of months, three months or something. Um, quit that because the guy gave me into trouble for talking to one of my friends who was, she just lived across the street, one of my closest friends from uni. Huh? Um, and uh, she had came in and this other woman had come in and she, she didn't even want bothered, right? She wanted a rolling egg or whatever, and she told me how she wanted, it, and that was all fine. Served it, She like it, you know, made sure she wanted any sauce, blah blah blah, everything was fine, gave it to her, off she went and the manager started giving me shite for not talking to the customer while she was there and I was like she was hanging about, she wasn't looking for a best pal.
0: Right.
1: She's in for a role. Piece peace.
0: Some some people lie. some people don't want
1: the, you chat, know, chat. They, you can tell if they're looking to get involved yeah. in a conversation or if they're looking a bit put out. I'm a good reader character and so I just was like ah there's, there's your apron, sack off, not interested, it's a shite job anyway, <laughs> <Yeah. Then laughs> right before the lunch break as well, and oh, right. we're just down the hill from a high school,
0: Butcharton my old well. high school, didn't well. I don't give a
1: fuck, <laughs> so if you're going to be a knob, just be a knob on your own pal, so um, yeah, and then I just thought about, I can't even remember what I did after that, um, so what was
0: your first kind of steps into tattooing then?
1: Um, Well, like amongst other wee bits and pieces of jobs, I wound up getting a job with, I met my friend Ryan, who I was in a band with and all that kind of stuff. I met him through, my friend actually was firing into him in the the cat house. So we wound up pals and then I think just through the grapevine, he heard that I was looking for a flat. Now, why, what was going on there? I can't remember. I must have moved, I think I'd moved in with an, a guy that I'd been seeing and then moved home, so I was looking for somewhere, just a room to rent. So why not moving in with him and that was great, me and Ryan are just, we shouldn't be allowed out together. But it's so funny because there are be folk that are like, oh he's so sexy and all this kind of caper and I'm just like, don't get it. Mm. Don't see, it. he's asexual as all hell, <laughs> I just don't get it. So we're, we're just basically brother and sister. Yeah. He's a brother I should have had That's what I've always called him. Yeah. So, erm... Um, so I moved in with him for a while and he worked in the art school student union. So I did go to art school to work in the union. Okay, right. That is all. And I hate <laughs> art students as a result. Oh my fucking God, they are just a whole other I level I, of
0: Yeah, I don't think you've
1: ever met any. I don't basically the word art student became a substitute for Art <laughs> right. School for me and Ryan. Um as a general thing, they're not bad, right? Not blanketing everybody but fucking Elsie when it came to the shows and stuff like the graduation shows that they'd display their art and if you can't hear the inverted commas there <laughs> um, for example one of them put a thing in the downstairs bit of the student union that's the old student union that used to be up in Renfield Street Renfrew Street um, put this big thing down the stairs I never even went down to see it because I couldn't take the smell because it was fish skins nailed like actual fish skin nailed, right. to, nailed to the board. So it was just rotting. And I think it had been left over, like in there for a day before anybody oh realised no. what was going on. And It must it was, have been horrible. Oh, and you're like, thanks, art student. Art student. Aye, uh, you fucking art student. So oh, shit like that. And you're seeing these arts going past you as they're getting brought in. Yeah. And you're, the only good thing I'll ever say about the art students is they know how to dress up at Halloween. <laughs> they are <laughs> fucking fantastic. I have never seen such perfectly great effort put in. Absolutely spot on, I'll pl- just whole <laughs> all round for them.
0: Starting applauding as he walked past. Absolutely. Yeah. Genuinely,
1: I would have let them in for free for just being that fantastic, they were amazing. So, uh, but anyway, so we worked up there together and um, one of the nights I was working, my now ex-husband, who I used to hang about with when I was in university, in this union, um, was in just for a night out, he wasn't a student, um, he just... In and other folks' cars, they would always have like students just saying, Well, would you sign them in? Would you sign them in? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, bumped into him, and he just decided, Uh, you and me are it. so. I paid him off for about three months before I finally went out with him and ruined the rest of my life. It seems, <laughs> so, but he was working at that point or just getting into piercing and bodyline, which I don't think it's there, it's not there anymore. It's a tattoo studio at the back of St. Aina Square. Right,
0: okay.
1: Um, it's gone now. And the guy Jim that ran it, um, oh, fucking hell, he was a character, but the place was a Pigsty. It hadn't long opened, but like the, the the wee kitchen space, staff room area that they had um, had a sink in it that was plumbed into water, but not into waste. <laughs> so there was a bucket underneath oh, the waste pipe. That's horrible. i uh-huh. just and the toilet for all of the places in there was halfway up the stairwell. You know, you've get customers that are in some state of undress sometimes. You're just like, Fucking hell, so when
0: was this? How, how long was that? Then? That
1: was about two thousand and. One, I
0: guess,
1: yeah. somewhere around yeah. about there, because um, I remember I was still in my old job when the planes hit the towers, so yeah. that yeah. was two thousand one. So it was yeah. it was right about there, maybe the start of two thousand two. I push, but I'm sure I was starting to chat to him at least by the end of two thousand one. So um, but anyway, he told me to put a portfolio fo- uh, portfolio together. Which I did, and personally, if that portfolio got brought to me now, I would just laugh them out the door. So so what was it like? Just rubbish. I mean, I didn't know how to draw a tattoo, I didn't know what folk would want for a tattoo. Um, I did buy a couple of tattoo magazines just to look, but copying other people's work just seemed false, so um, I just drew some stuff, and it was tight, I mean, my work was always really tidy, like I had a bunch of pens and pencils and good paper and all that kind of stuff, so what I put together would work as tattoos, it just wasn't very spectacular it was right. quite basic very basic um
0: but do you, do you get that a lot with people starting out or has, um, it, has it changed over the it's years it's
1: different now to be yeah. honest it's it, the the millennials are coming up through and they're they're all seeing folk with full sleeves yeah. so they're drawing things that are more like the full sleeves much more of a thing now yeah. wasn't that big a thing back when i started so yes yeah, I, th- I think now it's you have to be more impressive than what I was right. to get anywhere. Even when I was taking Brian on, um, the, the stuff he was drawing when he first came in, looks wise needed work and what he was actually, the content of what he was actually drawing needed to be a bit better, a bit different. And it was all quite, I, th- I can't even remember, but I, I remember turning them away like twice right. and I wasn't even doing it personally. The portfolio would be, Brought through to me, and I would look at it and just go, nah, I'd just tell them this, that, and the next thing, and go and buy some tattoo magazines and draw <laughs> some tattoos. Um, just the usual crap. but uh, And it's annoying because just as he got really good was when I'd left my old shop, and um, he'd went in and asked them for a job, and he didn't realise I'd left at that point, right. and they took so him on.
0: Um, oh, right,
1: okay. So, uh, not, uh, not in any I mean I'm glad that he did it you know I mean he'd he'd, he'd worked a wee bit in another studio again as well somewhere in Cumbernauld I think he said and then he he got a wee start in there and did a few months in there till he got unimpressed with the situation shall we say and came to me thankfully so um and obviously he's doing freaking fantastic His tattoos are amazing, absolutely amazing. So jealous I hate him I might break his thumbs. So um but yeah anyway I, I wound up getting in with Bodyline um the apprenticeship was rubbish. Was it? Oh,
0: so what? So that's what fifteen years ago. So what? What's an apprenticeship like then?
1: Um, I don't know because I wouldn't even necessarily qualify what happened to me as much of an apprenticeship. Um, I more or less got left on devices an awful lot of the time. I get shown how to set up the machine. I get shown how to solder needles, which are an awful lot of folk in the industry now. Don't know how to do i can make like the, the old needle bars yep um for using like coils and all that kind of stuff um i used to sit and so i used to make them for the shop he wouldn't buy needles so i would make them and then wow. autoclave them wow yep
0: is that safe
1: oh because yeah. you, you they were all i would make they, they were all single use so right. they would, as soon as they'd been used um i would they would just get left in a box obviously first you know a, a, out of the way you know that hazardous waste type box i would then take them break the tips off and put, put the tips back into the hazardous waste, solder new ones on, clean them all up, re-sterilise them and then they're good to go. Wow. And that was a shit lot of work.
0: Yeah. Sounds it. Yeah. It sounds... It
1: was, a it was yeah. Just... Sitting, I mean, I probably inhaled about four pounds of solder and flux and...
0: Healthy. Yeah. Thanks.
1: So I'm glad now you can just buy them. So, um. yeah, I'm really glad you can buy... I mean, I love the cartridge system now, you've seen them yeah, yourself, it's, it's plug and play. a lot easier. Oh god, yeah, you can use, it used to be you would have to use one machine for liner, one machine for shader, if you wanted more than that type of configuration for your needles, you would maybe need a third or fourth, you know, depending on what you were doing. Yeah. Or just have to spend time breaking it down putting it together with a different needle. And that just takes time and it's a pain in the arse. And obviously you also... Increasing the risk of needle stick injuries, whereas the cartridge, the needle tracks right into it. You just twist it out, put a new one in, That's twist it. it in, and it's done. And you've got one machine for doing everything. Absolutely. Or more if you want them, I suppose, but mine works just fine.
0: So your apprenticeship was um, left, left alone?
1: Left alone a lot of the time. Um, I did focus a lot on sterilisation, which is to me really important anyway. Yeah. Um, looking back... There wasn't a license in Scotland until about six or seven years ago.
0: So does that mean that anybody could have...?
1: Pretty much. Yep. Environmental health had to be involved in you actually opening your shop, but it wasn't under a license. Right. Um, whereas now we've got like a, a, an environmental health person will come in and actually check through the full tattooing process, like how you're cleaning, how you're, you know, if you know the difference between clean and sterilized and disinfected and all these kind of things. Right. and You know, just question you about actual grown-up things that are actually important, and you should really know to do this job. And the guy that works in Glasgow is fantastic, but the guys out in Hamilton, when it came in, actually wound up coming to our shop for training. It was that much of a mystery to them. Um, But anyway, my apprenticeship did focus quite a lot, and I made a point. I was actually I kind of. I got into the, the needle making, uh, I got shown how to do it anyway, and then I got I really made sure that that was happening with every needle. Because yeah. it, it wasn't even the law that you had to have a single use needle. You could re sterilise that, you could just clean it, scrub yeah. it, and reuse it.
0: Yeah.
1: And see, ultimately, it doesn't sound... no, I mean, yeah. you've got three teeny tiny little needles potentially in a tight triangle form, formation. And what if there's uh, some hair stuck here or. You know, there. I mean, you can clean to the naked eye is one thing. Actually sterilized is a completely different thing. Yeah, that's... And if there's matter in there you you just can't see it. So um so I made sure I, I actually spearheaded that in the shop that everything was single use. Yeah. And that was the end of it. You know, you're you're using that one time and that is it. Um then it goes in that box and then I deal with it. So and I, again I mean even in here I am always of the opinion you can always do better. <laughs> you're never you're never as good as you should be as far as or even artistic style is. Right. but back then the machines I was using were, they were okay but it was big heavy coil machines, they were hard hitting, they were noisy, uh, they were heavy on my hand, I mean I had calluses, really bad calluses on my hands until I started using rotaries and it's just, uh, from years of, I mean my, my fingers are very, well dis- that finger, my middle finger is really deformed in my right hand sure. from holding just pens holding and pencils gun. and then oh, the gold ultimately machine. from holding the machines, machines as well. Yeah. Um, but. It's, it was the baptism of fire, I suppose. You know, sink or swim and all that cliche nonsense, but... Um,
0: Who was your first tattoo then? Did you just get left? myself. <laughs>
1: right. And Jim did stand over me with that one. Um, but it was pretty much right. Go for it. Put needle to skin.
0: What one? What?
1: It's the wee dragon on the side of my leg. I It yeah. doesn't get shown much because it's on my leg and people don't get to see my leg. <laughs> okay. so, um yeah. it's yeah, it's... Uh, it wasn't bad, all things considered. And I did the whole thing with the liner. Didn't use a shader.
0: Mm.
1: So it's just a wee tribal dragon thing that I'd drawn, a wee design that I'd drawn. So, um, and I don't dislike it. I'll probably cover it at some point, yeah. but I've just not gotten that far yet. Um, and then my second tattoo was on my ex, and then my third tattoo was on my friend Ryan. Um, and just on from there. So, yeah. But after about, maybe, if it was even three months, Jim had me working on actual customers for money and it was just basic stuff I mean yeah. don't get me wrong it wasn't like a full sleeve or anything like that it was a crap bit of tribal or wee Winnie the Poos or all that kind of stuff you know it was fairly nothing
0: too complex basic but, stuff
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, We names or dates or something like that and it was it was okay it's good for cutting your teeth on I would I, would, I mean I made Brian do that when he was training same with Alex you know I mean it's yeah. They're tricky to do, in, in a way, they're tricky to do because, you, like a name, you have to get all the lines right. A wee star, for example, it's ten exactly straight lines that yeah, have to all be perfect.
0: Because one, one line out, you're going to notice that. So it's
1: it's it's a good discipline yeah. that you have to be good at, and you have to pay attention. And I've had folk in the past say, "Oh, I can't do a name first thing in the morning because you know it's it's too much pressure, it's too much stress." And but, I'm like, "Well, if you can't do that, how can you start lining a sleeve? It's the exact same yeah. principle."
0: I remember seeing. I can't remember. And we all know who
1: I'm talking
0: about. Uh, there's a tattoo shop. Was it in Motherwell? The guy spelt the name wrong.
1: Yeah, he spelled it Puel.
0: Puel. sorry, Paul. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's closed down as well now.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Dyslexic. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <Well>, not <laughs> yeah. name names. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as much as I disagree with, it's it, accidents happen. Yeah. You know, even the customer is looking at things. I've had folk look at their kids' names and halfway through go, "Oh shit, that's spelt wrong." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I don't know how you spell your child's name." That.
0: But if you're doing something that's precise, like like say, like a star,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and one line is yep, slightly, slightly a squee right or, or
1: yep, it's not good. To Stand out. Yep. So, but I mean, when it's things like plural, you've got four letters, dude. You know. Seriously. But yeah, the, 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 the reason I don't completely condemn it is that you're working from the bottom right and working left and up. So yeah, you're not so reading you're not the words. You're lot, not, yeah. It's not often you're actually tattooing in the direction that the text is going. Right.
0: Because you can't...
1: You're looking at it as a design. You're looking at it as lines. You're not reading it. So, but I am obsessive about making Scare sure things checking, are... Yeah. A, and it's, if it's foreign languages, then I'm, I'm like, it's 100% on you. Yeah. It's nothing to do with that. That is up to you. We've all
0: seen the tattoos where it's supposed to say courage and it says chicken fried rice. So yeah. There's
1: even a road sign, or, well, there was a road sign in Wales, and it wound up being the out-of-office reply when they said, <laughs> what is the name of this place? And they got something back, and they're like, cool. That's and it was, they actually right. made up a sign it was an office out-of-office reply. Nice. Because like it's in Welsh. No, I just
0: don't, don't bother checking it. Thanks.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, shit like that. I mean you progressed
0: to doing slightly bigger ones then? Was that
1: Yeah, I mean I think um I think by the time I left Bodyline I had a few bigger ish pieces on the go, but nothing much. I didn't stay there I think I stayed there about a year until the guy that ran it was just that much of an idiot, really. Just had issues. Right, okay. Lots of issues. So um yeah, it just became unworkable, a few folk, you know, it was one of those, like, folk were leaving in droves and um, we kept taking more folk on and they would leave and all this, you know, so it was just a mess, mess of a place. He wouldn't speak to you and then he would say, oh, I want, every, I want to know everything that's happening and then he literally wouldn't answer you yeah. when you asked him a question about something and just total diva type material, so I can't be bothered with that. Left there, did get tattoo gear and did work in the house for a little while on Close Friends because I needed to keep my hand in until we got to the studio. Okay. But, again, I literally didn't put needle to skin until I had the autoclave. I had everything, you know, like literally coming out of the autoclave, roasting, having to sit for a few minutes. So so
0: explain what's the autoclave.
1: um, Well, at that point, it was a steam autoclave, which is exactly what you, you, that's what you at least had to have in your studio. And I think it was all that was available. I don't even know if the vacuum ones that we have now were available, but... um, so the steam autoclave it, heats, it heated the water to something like 800 degrees or something right. crazy amount of temperature um and this obviously it was just the water that was in it would just be steam yep. so it would fill the entire chamber inside all the, the tools because uh, obviously the tubes the, for the, the needles to go in the needles would be single use but the tubes you know they would they, the needles would come in a packet yep. um i would you know i just used them single use by that point i was buying my own needles um from china um, but the, the actual tubes themselves were reusable so you would, the steam would just basically penetrate everything and kill the life out of everything, they would yeah. keep it there for something like 22 minutes under pressure and steam, heat pressure steam. And,
0: and that would be clean and sterilised. Yeah,
1: they would get fully scrubbed before they even went near that, you know, yeah. like practically to the point where they're as clean as they're ever going to get yeah, but this just yeah. kills off everything, everything else that yeah. might yeah. exist in life. Yeah. So. Unless it's into some alien D- DNA or something that's gonna survive, but uh, yeah. So that's that's what even now um, now we have to use a vacuum autoclave, uh, which is different, yeah. um, and everything comes in packets. So the vacuum autoclave somehow I think it penetrates the packets. I'm not entirely sure of the right. science. I did learn it ages ago, but yeah. But it Does its job. If, don't you know. It. So. Um, but the steam autoclave was a bit more archaic in that respect but it did the job yeah. um so I, I, I had the full setup basically I just and at that like i say at that point you didn't have to be registered you didn't have to be i think or i think you had to be registered as a tattoo studio but i wasn't a studio so and like i say it was just mostly on my ex and stuff like that so yeah. just to make sure that i could still keep, do my you, job because yes. yeah. it took about a year and a half to get the studio sorted um, so we finally got that money for that X took way too long to get everything sorted out, burnt through a lot of money and it was a bit tight for a good while but thankfully because myself and Derek could came with us worked our arses off um, it really got there pretty quickly um, and I think by the following March I'd taken on an apprentice and um, he stayed for about two and a half years I think and then we wound up with Alex and he stayed for quite. A, he stayed there till I left, mm. um, and then once I came here.
0: So how how was your apprentices apprenticeship different to yours?
1: Um, because I actually spent a lot of time with them. Right. Like I wouldn't leave their side when they were doing their first. I mean Alex. Alex, to be quite honest, I mean Derek. Obviously, he tattooed before he was in Bodyline before I was. He was up and running, but Alex. Um, marcus was a hard work he was he was he was trauma he almost gave up about three times really was struggling okay. um but I've, i pushed him through you know kept the, keep the heat mobile up on it as my gran used to say um and we would just you, but you just stand over them make sure like if they're if they've done a like tattooed a line in and it's went all patchy or it's i've went too fast and it's all jumpy i mean you've have Sat with you. I did yeah. more or less what I did with you and Jackie when we yeah. did your tattoos. Um, and just to explain to him right, you need to push deeper, you need to take it slower, you need to lighten up if you're putting too much in, blah, blah, blah. You know, just angles even, you know, just how to set the customer, how to... All manner of things that affect how... Like get, what you're physically getting, doing with the needle.
0: Getting the studio set up and stuff, would that be a thing? Like Yeah, I mean, like, you...
1: even just how to, to set your table up, yeah. how to clean your... your workspace, how to make sure it's a clean, sterile environment. I've noticed
0: that when I, when I come in to get, get stuff done, the way you set it up, is quite regimented. Mm-hmm. It looks like you've, you've got the same routine. Yeah. You My tables here.
1: look the exact same
0: since
1: yeah. I started. Yeah. I've noticed that. It's, it is, it is a, a level of OCD. Apart from anything else, when you're when I'm doing my job I need to know exactly I, I can I can reach for something and I don't need to look at it to yeah. know where it is other than the ink box I make sure I'm getting in there because yeah, it's quite small yeah um, but I can you know, reach I for as well. yeah, yeah. My, my process cream that I use is exactly where it should be my bottle my spray bottle is exactly where I need it to be my rinse cups exactly in the same place every time Um, and it is it's a level of OCD because otherwise everything's wrapped perfectly everything's exactly where it should be and you know once you've done that, that that's, everything's correct. Mm. And you notice if something's not there or something's not done right. It, it's it's hard to explain, I suppose, other than just, it's the familiarity. It make,
0: make it a lot easier as well.
1: It'd be like looking at your wife and not, you know, she's missing an eye. You <laughs> know, It's, it's <laughs> not that high, obvious but, for me but. that something's not right on that table. If, yeah. if I've not wrapped something in cling film or if I've not put something out, then it, I'm like, oh, oh no, that's wrong, I've yeah. got to fix that. So, and I mean, if, my, if I ever write a biography, it's going to be called wrapped in cling film, and the book will have a cling film cover.
0: There you go. Sold. I'll, I'll buy a copy, please. <laughs> so, do you uh, do you look at your apprentices now that they've obviously finished their apprenticeships? Mm-hmm. And can you see that they're still doing the same things? They... Some,
1: t- some stuff. I mean, um, they all work differently. They all they've all developed their own way of laying their table out. They've right. all. They have changed stuff. I mean I I would set their booth up for them to begin with and then I would make them do it because it's up to them how they set things. Right. I'm not gonna dictate to somebody what's comfortable for them. Yeah,
0: yeah, but different for each person. Again,
1: back to the car thing, it's like somebody setting up your car for you. Yeah. You're you're yeah. a different shape to me, yeah. yeah. So it's it's what's gonna work for them and that's ultimately fine. But the thing the set the actual elements of cleanliness and wrapping things properly, cleaning it down properly. Um, you know, just all those kind of elements are, are exactly right. Yep. I would chin them if, if they weren't cleaning it properly or setting it up properly enough and that it was a hygienic setup. Um, as far as their process, if it works for them, great, I, I will sometimes slag them off saying, why are you doing that? Yeah. That would drive me mental, but that was like, that's how I work, that's it's fine. And it's the same when I go around conventions and I see other people's setups. And there's sometimes I've seen people's setups and I'm like, that is actually giving me the bulk. That is <laughs> so disgusting. Right. I can't believe you're. that's how you think working is, is a so good thing.
0: What, so what would give you...
1: I actually even saw a post about it the other day. Somebody had posted up saying uh, uncling-filmed armrests and a wee bulky face.
0: So the same leather well, armrest.
1: See, I'm, I'm working on your inner forearm and when I spray your forearm, blood and... Plasma and can everything can be running right down the side of your arm onto the armrest that's underneath, and if that's not cling filmed,
0: that's going into the. I don't care
1: how well you clean that. That's basically clinical waste. And the the thing is, with some armrests, the one I've got is solid, wrapped. You know, I mean, there's not holes in it. It's not well. It's not meant to be porous. Who knows if there's pores in it? I can't see them. That doesn't mean they're not there. so, if stuff gets into that,
0: that's horrible.
1: I wrap it in cling film and a bit of tissue just over the top of that because that absorbs anything that might, even if there's if uh, something gone wrong room, and yeah. it still gets cleaned down afterwards and then wrapped in cling film again. So, it's a bit, I mean, I, I saw a guy, I think it was at the tea party um, in March, and uh, he was putting the stencil on. Somebody said, you know, cleaned all the skin down and all this kind of stuff, and he brought dinner gloves on. And I was like, right, okay, well, you're technically not really touching the skin at that point. You're wiping it with a tissue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, well, that's your choice. And then he went and put the stencil cream on the, like, you know, a couple of drops of the stencil cream on, and then just starts wiping it with his finger. Now the thing can with most conventions, um, Scotland's different. That's why we only have one convention because the, funnily enough, after not getting a license for so long, they now police conventions like crazy every single booth in the the Scottish tattoo convention has to have its own hand wash facility and it has to have
0: how many how many booths I reckon there's 150 to 200 easy that's
1: a lot to to fork out rent for or to buy if they've bought them outright or to maintain then if they have bought them so it's a ball like and all the floor has to be covered in like a protective cover like a wipeable surface everything has to be a wipeable surface I mean it's mental It's good that they do it in a way, but anyway, at the Tea Party, for example, down in England, there are not those restrictions. You have hand wash stations available. Whether he's used that, I don't know. So, and I'm just watching him him rub this on with his bare finger and I was just like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm out, I'm over there, I'm going far away. I just can't watch that. It's... No, it's like watching watching somebody pick their teeth and then touch the rail on the bus or something like that. You're just like, no, I'm not touching anything that public people can touch ever again. It's that level of. Just
0: hand sanitizer constantly.
1: I, I have one in my car for any time I put petrol in. The first thing I do when I get back in my car is put a hand gel on because oh. I'm that guy. Come I come out a gig hand gel and I pass it around whoever's in the car with me for a gig because we're all feeling just disgusting. Just,
0: just dirty. I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I am now wearing other people's sweat. Oh. So. I'm hoping it's sweat. Well, yeah. mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So, it's so
0: you, went, you went from apprentice to teacher, so...
1: Fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, how, long, how
0: long before you got your own your first apprentice in?
1: Uh, well, like I say, I mean, that was probably the start of either 2003 or 4 I'm not entirely... In fact, sorry, we opened the shop in 2005, so it must have been the start of 2006, right. possibly. Um, March, April-ish time of that kind of space of time. Um... And I did, I spent a lot of time on my first apprentice, I made sure that he, he got there and he did he's doing very well for himself now, mm. so great, bully on. Um, like I say, it all ended rather badly, but that was his choice, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an important thing to me to make sure that somebody gets a, a good start. A lot of apprentices go into studios now and it's an unpaid apprenticeship yeah, and you have to show up. Yeah four, five, six, seven days a week sometimes and you mop the floors and you clean the sterilising and stuff and you you grunt basically, you do all of the shite that the owners or other artists or whatever don't want to do or can't do in some cases potentially, yeah. um, for no money. And I just think that's absolutely disgusting because a lot of the time you don't even get shown much of anything, if anything, um fair enough that's the old school way of doing it. I'm just not old school if that's yeah, the case.
0: I things, I in, place, but.
1: Yeah, I believe in if somebody's doing a, a solid job for me don't get me wrong, I expect them to also work the front desk, deal with customers, deal yeah. with the designs, but again, that's a really important part of it for me because they see what a customer's coming in, it's like the first step of a consultation mm-hmm. process they, they see a customer coming in and asking the very first question I'm looking to get a tattoo, what is it you're wanting to get, and that process sees them well into the future of their career, should they yeah. manage to complete it all and get there, um, because it's your customer facing the whole time. Yeah. This is never a job you're <coughs> doing without somebody sat in front of you, yeah. other than the design work. You've, you've got to have a, a physical human being there and you've got to be able to deal with them and if you can't deal with a person, mm-hmm. you're out the door. Yeah. I need somebody that's going to be a person. How
0: many, have you had any apprentices that you've mm-hmm. cut short?
1: <laughs> Loads. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my old studio seemed to just take in the dribs and drabs. Oh, they might. I think they'll be really good. Blah, blah, blah. Let's give them a chance. No. Ah, if you want. Nope. Nope. (laughs) My favourite one was a girl who, funnily enough, had been to art school. So she knew how to draw the exact same thing 25 times in a row. With no great speed. Um, And I I wound up, what really clinched it for me was, there's a design, nice wee chess piece. Do not spend two weeks drawing this. I need you. To, that was her. That was her tempo. Basically, it was yes. I'm going to take, take in for a this. week to three weeks to draw X, Y, or Z. So gave her this wee chess piece and it had a bit of writing through it. Um, it was a uh, bless the Road, I travel or something like that. Whatever it was, oh, no. So let bless the Road, I, you lead me down or something. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: Some kind of meaningful so, quote about
1: it, yeah. Whatever. It was fine, it was, but, um, you know, whatever you want on you, whatever means whatever to you, I've, I can't judge, I've got weird things on me. So. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, um, I was off for a few days, I think, I was away for a few days, and I came back and she was still working on it, and I was really, really busy for the following week, so and, and she, I think she was only in maybe like four, three or four of the days that I was there, there was right. a day off clash over a couple of them. Um so after two weeks I went and and says, so remember how I said don't take two weeks over that? It's no And you've week. now taken exactly two, two weeks. weeks. That's two weeks' wages we are paying you. Because again I didn't do free labour, you know. Um I was like that's two weeks' wages I've paid you for a design that at no point of any of these however many incarnations you've made of it can I use not only because you've spelled lead wrong. In fact, I think that's Rose, it was Bless the Path You Led Me Down, and it's, I think she was spelling it like the element and not okay.
0: the direction. Okay.
1: And I was like, so that is completely unusable, and I've, all, the, all the directions I gave you as to what to do with the design, you've completely ignored, so that's it. Bye. I was like, you've got an ego. I can't take this anymore. You're not actually listening to what I'm telling you, and if you're not going to listen to what I tell you as far as even just drawing a design how to even that just get this basic start yeah. of it done and even when she was tattooing she was left-handed now you'd yeah. think that would make it a little easier because she could mirror what i'm doing I actually yeah. at one point i sat with her she, I think she was doing something on her own arm no it wasn't it was her boyfriend's arm and um i was like right i'm gonna mirror or maybe even practice i can't even remember i was like we're gonna mirror what i'm doing And she couldn't figure that out. She kept putting her tissue down, so she wasn't holding her tissue to wipe away the excess thing. Just, she wouldn't put fast. Nothing, I said, seemed to go in. She had her own ideas. But she dressed like a tattoo artist. Oh, okay. Just the haircut and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, yeah, that's actually not the qualification I'm (laughs) looking for here. That's not the commitment to the job that I'm actually after. I don't care if you show up here in Corduroy every day. I want you to do a good job and you're not doing that out my door. So, because I take it seriously. I, I, there's oh, yeah. a lot more to this job than just being able to show up yeah. and look the part.
0: Because people put a lot of trust in you.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean,
0: it's... I know, I know for a fact that 99% of my tattoos are basically not... It's not what I've come in for. I think part yeah, of...
1: the one or two. One like or your... two.
0: Beardy man in the...
1: Beardy man in the pizza one. Uh, well, the pizza one and the... Um... Top hat guy. Yeah. Or is that bowler hat? Bowler hat. hat.
0: Yeah. But. Um, and all that. I think
1: even at that though, I think I changed Aye. all of it and made it Aye.
0: better,
1: different.
0: Aye. But it's a lot of trust.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be on somebody for whatever ever they get. Yeah. Might not be along forever. Might, might even May- get lasered off, might get covered up, but. Yeah.
0: Might get chopped off now. In you maybe might lose it, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you
1: know, if shit happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take it very seriously and I'm, I'm very um, keen to make my customers take it as seriously as well. I've had, some, I've actually, I, I've, I've told people no. I've, I've told people I'm not doing that on I, you. Don't be I told
0: You told me no. I came in to get my, my tiny little, big Lebowski tattoo and I've left from my bottom part of my left leg yeah. is going to get covered.
1: Yeah, now
0: there's
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you, you still got the tattoo. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Alex came time, in to get flames up his forearm and get told, no, you've got a job instead. He never <laughs> even got them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you want flames? How about a job? Aye, ah, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, he came in with a huge portfolio full of stuff and he pulled out, this one thing, shite flames for like Chester yeah. Bennington. Yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, I want them done. And they brought them through and they're like, by the way, this guy's got a, a folder full of these drawings. And I was like, show me them. And I looked at them and I was like, yeah, we're hiring him. Really? <laughs> I can get him in the door, don't let him leave. Fantastic. P60, thank you very much. That's so, a. I
0: don't know that happened. Then. Yeah,
1: pretty much stole him off the street. Probably. He was cutting grass for the council. Fucking hell. Aye. He looked like a pure bam. He had a bottle look as he had a paper stuff in his back pockets <laughs> and a wee cap. <laughs> <laughs> <It> Looks ridiculous.
0: Has <laughs> he changed much? <laughs> no. No.
1: <laughs> Not at all, actually. Something else. Love the boy to bits.
0: So move, moving from like, you becoming the person with The Apprentice, to this shop here, mm-hmm. so we're, we're in the Tongate in Glasgow, yep. in Nirvana, which mm-hmm. used to be just Pearson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how'd you, how'd you end up here?
1: Um, so, obviously I've been in a shop with my ex. Um, I split up with him in the January of 2013 and stayed a year. And between him and some other staff in the shop that for whatever the reasons were, Sarah option they sided with him treated me more or less like dirt and it, it just get poisonous it became so toxic and apparently I was the problem mm. so after a year I was like right fair enough if, I'm, if I am genuinely being the problem here I'll, I'll remove myself that's fine so I started looking about and me and, me and Forbes my business partner eh, decided to get eh, started looking at properties and we'd seen one in Hamilton that we actually really liked so we went and visited it and had a look and it was a bit weird the back shop area was quite strange and you know, all this kind of stuff but you know we could make it work it would have taken a fair wee bit of work but we could have done it and uh, so that was fine we viewed that um, decided that's probably what we're going to do so we went on a, it was a particular Monday had the Monday off and he had to go to a meeting, he won the Classic uh, Classic Grand at the time. So he had to go up to a meeting in there and so I had an hour or two to kill. Um so I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna go and see if John's in because my day off used to be a Wednesday and so was his. I never ever right. saw him right. uh, whenever I jumped in. So I thought gone, I'll go on, John, John owns the Pearson owns Nirvana yeah. has always had Nirvana. Nirvana. I've known. that's how I've known John for so long is just from coming in to get Pearsons for jewellery. So sorted along and yep, there's John. So he was like well, come on sit down and he, he after he'd split up with his wife, had collected these few male friends and got a kind of fairly ish regular night out, go for a quick meal and then away home. So he was he would go out with my my ex would be in that bundle of guys or whatever that would, so he he kinda of knew a wee bit of the situation, you would broke up and blah 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 but um, so he came and he sat down with me, sat over at the windows and he was like, so what's happening, what are you going to do now, And blah blah and I was like, I can't stay there anymore John, it's apparently it's just damaging everybody um, tried to make it work, tried as best as we could, tried to keep the peace it's not happening, it's just it's just going to get worse, so I need to go um, and he said, oh where are you going to go, and I was like, well I'm just going to need to stay in Hamilton, all my customers are there, I'm known, I'm on the licence that's it, and he's like, oh, why don't you come into Glasgow, and I was like, I don't know anybody here, I don't know what I would do I'd rather have my own place if I can but I'm not going to be able I don't have a clue yeah. what to do as far as getting into Glasgow would entail because by this point obviously the licence was a thing so to, to apply in South Lanarkshire I was on I'd named on a licence and to open up another studio would be, be environmental easy. health we'd need to check the physical shop but it would just be a case of me you know I wouldn't need to go through checks or yeah, anything yeah. like that I wouldn't have to have anything else done to, to be on that licence. It would, it would be a, a, a bit more streamlined. So I certain sitting chat with John, and he's like, well, why don't you come in here? And I nearly fell off. It was almost like the Alex Gray situation, yeah, you yeah. know, nearly fell off the chair, and I was like, are you, but what? You, what? Because Terry's is just down the street, yeah. and they've been there forever. forever. yeah Actual ever, right? If you've not had a tattoo, your first tattoo done in Terry's, then there's something wrong with yeah. you, basically, right? If you're from Reading, I say, you're obviously, and, um, fair enough uh, I was like, like I don't what what's that situation and he's like well as it happens apparently at that point in time the owner was considering starting to do piercing so John was like well if they're going to do piercing we're going to do tattoo. That that's yeah. fair enough I was like, right, okay well if that's, if that's an agreed sort of situation ish um, so I says look I'll need to speak to Forbes because it's going to be his business as well mm-hmm. I can't just make that Swinging decision. I know. I know. I've I've got more of the experience and whatever, but I was like, I really like this as a plan. Um, just let me check it out. So sat with John and chatted a bit more and talked about a few bits and bobs and so. When Forbes to finish, we went up for some food and I was like, this is the golden ticket. This is literally the best choice ever. It's a busy shop. It's a busy street. It's Glasgow city, city centre. centre um, yeah. it's, it's out theater, of Hamilton. Yeah. Um, which was pleasing me no end because by that point I was pretty sick of the sight of Hamilton Um, so I was like I really want to do that and he was like well if that's what you want to do let's do that so decision was made uh, I think that was probably around about either the end of November or the start of December so it was just in chat for that point and then around about January I started I'd, obviously there's a few of my regulars maybe got the heads up, but I think possibly even yourself if you were around it then. So started letting a few of my, my more confident customers know. Um and uh, I think it was maybe about the January that I let the cat out of the bag of where I was going and gave six weeks or eight in fact actually I think it was about I think it was actually about twelve weeks notice, I guess. it was ages.
0: That's a long time. Or was
1: it as much as that? It was ages anyway. Loads and loads and loads of time, um, and uh, so I finished up on the fifteenth of March, and uh, that was that was excellent. Leaving that shop was quite lovely, I have to admit. Um, on my last day, I get handed I think they gave me my last wage in cash because <laughs> uh, they just, at that point, just started giving me my wage because I still got a wage in my own shop. Right. Um, I get handed that by the piercer. And she was like, oh, where's your, uh, where's your keys for the door? And I was like, I'll just put them in the bin because you changed the locks last week, right? So they're in there if you want them. And oh all right, okay. And I, ch- I, sat, I stood and I counted my money just, you know, to be a cow. Um, and it was fine. I went, right, bye, and walked out. Not goodbye. Just bye. not see you later. Yep.
0: And then... Bye. When did you start on here then? So when did... So
1: I went to... In fact, was it... Finished yeah, finished on the fifteenth of the, of May, March sorry, um, went to Vegas for a week on the eighteenth, <laughs> and I'd obviously started going through the the, the licensing process to get because not only did I have to be named on the license, but the, it had to be it was only approved for piercing at that point. Right, so we had to add tattooing to, to that. To it. So it was getting close to the time, and it was hard getting a hold of the environmental health guy from here so by the time John had finally gotten hold of him and got him in and everything like that um, and you know cause he's a busy guy he's got all these studios in Glasgow you think of any there are and I don't think it's just tattooing he does the licences for it either I think there's other things other bars and stuff right. like that licences it's, it's a lot of stuff uh-huh, right. it's a lot of work he's very overworked so by the time it, com- it came to yep you're now able to tattoo Martin basically turned around and went and you now need to add Gillian to that. He was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I need to meet her, I need to make sure that she can do the job and that can physically, with good conscience, add her to the license, sure. have her as a licensee. Okay. And I was like, and I can tattoo while that's happening? No. So by the time I came back from Vegas, I had, I, 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 I put it down to jet lag, but I think it was actually more or less stress flu
0: right.
1: from all of this. So, but I, I think I found out the worst of this, that it was really going to be... Because I think I was hanging on, not knowing if the tattooing thing had been approved or not. And I think I found out on, like, the 30th of March, and I was due to start in here on the 1st of April. I had a full diary for the full of April. I didn't have a squeak. Fuck. Not one hour spare in the whole of April. I think I had about three hours free in May Jeez. by the time that was meant to start. And so I went to the Scottish Tattoo Convention. I actually text my friend Leon... Um, Forbes had, had some work done by Leon and Chameleon through in Paisley, so we kind of had a wee bit of a connection there. And so he'd spoken to him, and Leon was like, "Yeah, it should be fine. I'll, I'll find a chair for you for you somewhere, even if it's over in the Pearson shop. I'll we'll be able to the, yeah. the license covers both properties, so you'll be able to do that. Um, and again, it's a different set of licensing rules in Paisley. Right.
0: Okay.
1: Again, slightly different, but it's different, different enough that I was able to just go there and do my thing. Um, so he saved my bacon for about three weeks almost, two and a half, three weeks.
0: Yeah, I can you working through yeah, your, yeah, it was
1: brief and it was annoying, but it was it done and it was fine. So um, a few of my customers couldn't make it all the way through to Paisley. I mean, honestly, some of the customers were like, Oh, I can't leave Hamilton, it's the Shire, if I leave then...
0: Bad things will Mordor happen. Mordor will see me. Right,
1: so um, asking them to go to Paisley was like, asking them to remove a limb and be yeah. the first child to death with yeah. it or something so um but it, it was fine and i even did a couple of walk-ins there it was actually a really good a really good time um eternally thankful for that so and then i started in here when about i think it was the, maybe the 17th or 18th of april, uh, april yeah before i actually got started in here um and that was a relief but it was it was it was really good, but the shop was the old layout. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I that. remember the
0: it. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think so, I, I get one. Did I get one done when it was the when I you first? Thing, I think so. That, to be
1: honest, that I can remember
0: getting tattooed before this setup, and it felt like I was too big for this room. Aye,
1: I felt and like it was, I was a, it was much
0: bigger than yeah, this I felt, room. I felt like I was. My maybe it was my calf. My head was stuck in a corner. I think. Possibly. Yeah, I
1: mean, fair your head stuck in corners yeah, in there yeah, as well, yeah. but that's just because you're the longest human in the world. <laughs> so you're long <laughs> yeah.
0: so jackie keeps
1: saying
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> hashtag delete yeah
1: so um yeah uh so i made john basically rip the shop part
0: yeah i can remember that happening that yeah was, that was a lot of work
1: and nobody could believe that i've made john make that much change to the shop
0: yeah. so and he's quite happy to do it
1: um very much happier now i think that now that i've had the full shop renovated again yeah. And it's looking as good as it's looking yeah, now. It's great. Still awesome. got stuff to do. I've still got the lights to do. I've still get things to put in the walls. And yeah. but it's it's trimming as the actual physicality yeah. of what we are doing the work on is where it needs to be. So more or less. Mm. So much happier here. Much happier. I'm my own boss. You know. I mean, I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't need to. Yeah. I mean, the, the way it was in the old place was so oppressive, especially in yeah. that last year and it yeah. was, it wasn't nurturing in an artistic way whatsoever. So, and I've now got another couple of artists coming in with me as well, so it'll soon be six tattoos six. working in this tiny little shop. But
0: so, th- two of up upstairs? Two upstairs, four downstairs. four downstairs. So you've got Derek?
1: Derek and Alex and Brian. Me and Brian are upstairs, Derek So Brian's Spines,
0: your who's Not him. anymore. No, no he's, yeah, was So was Alex. Alex was your apprentice.
1: Derek was full-fledged before I even met him, so yep. he'd been working for about a year and a half or two, maybe, by the time I started. Yeah. So, and then I've got Jaggy Lee coming and another who is anonymous for the meantime.
0: Right, okay. You can tell me later.
1: Yes. So, it's more of a proximity thing, because he works in the city centre, oh, so right, he just right. doesn't want right. it. Yeah. Being
0: we can cut, this bit. It's cut,
1: us cut us us a bit, so uh, that's fine. It's doubt that many tattoos are going to be listening to him yeah. or his boss, for that matter. But right. still, I'm um, not being names. But um, uh, no, it's going to be really good. It's, uh, and the best thing about it is, hopefully, to some degree, it means I'll maybe be able to get a bit more time off. That'd be good. Yes, for all my travels and yeah. stuff. That's, that's
0: one of the other things I want to talk about. is, is my Ridiculous.
1: Uh, Addiction
0: to travelling? Yeah, it's not, a not dick. it's amazing. It's like you're, it takes you the, the day to try and organise this. Yeah, we can organise it, but I'm on my way to... Was
1: it Frankfurt? Frankfurt, yeah. yeah, it was
0: Frankfurt. But before that it was... New York. New York. And then before that. Oh, I don't know. Then was, what was before
1: that? Bloodstock, I was down at Bloodstock. Yeah. London, I was in, I was at London before New York, Bloodstock before that, Eindhoven before
0: that.
1: Yeah, been about. Yeah. But I never went anywhere for ten years that I was with my ex. I didn't yeah. travel at all. I think the furthest we went was London or Sky. Because mm.
0: um, that's that's what I've I've known most about you is obviously tattoos. The travelling, music is a massive thing for you. Is is music as important to you as art or to mm-hmm. tattooing? Yeah.
1: That whole question of would you rather be blind or deaf? Yeah. I I'd, I'd just kill myself. And yeah. What probably. I yeah. could, I don't know. How well I'd cope with either, because something like one half of my life would be gone. Yeah,
0: because I've I've picked up so many bands from you. Every time I come in to get a there's something else playing.
1: So many of my customers, I've got I've got subscri- mass- I've got yeah. a lot, but I've got a few subscribers on my Spotify playlist, yeah. just because they're like that's amazing. I've been asked, where do you find this music? And I'm like, well, I just don't listen to radio one
0: yeah,
1: ever. ever. Yeah. Ever, pop music can do one.
0: Yeah, we have to listen to. Um, Oh, what's it? Kiss FM Oof. at work. Yeah, it's, it's just punishment for fucking, something not It's done. death. It's just mm? Drake and all this kind of shit. We come into the, you come into the tattoo studio and there's tickets, ticket stubs, basically all round the top of the wall in your studio, mm-hmm. ranging from when's the earliest gig? 1994, Terrorism
1: at the Bad. Yep. It's signed by Baby K also, the support act. Actually, point. there's there's a Rebel Sweeties one from the first band that I was in. That's actually the first one that's up there.
0: So the, the band you were in is was that one with Vic?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So Vic and Sam. I know and Vic from when you worked in Mono. Yep. Um, so you were in a band back in the back in
1: the Ninety-four. Day. We must have started the Rebel Sweeties. Um,
0: and did you did you gig or was it just yeah? yeah?
1: Did quite a few gigs. Yeah. World tour to Glasgow. Yeah. Yep. Where'd you play? Um Rat Trap. I think we played the Cat House ones, Played the Rat Trap a few times probably. Thirteenth Note was always I mean yeah. if you have not played the thirteenth note as an up and coming Glasgow band and yeah. I just don't even don't even talk so to you. So what me.
0: kind of things that you played though?
1: We were officially riot girl.
0: Oh yes.
1: Yes. Basically <laughs> three chord wonders, four chord wonders. You played bass. bass. Yeah.
0: Um I think Vic posted a picture of Elliago.
1: Aye.
0: A couple couple pictures of you. Was to use in the being band. mental,
1: yeah. aye, it was good, it was a good experience and I really enjoyed it and, just, I don't even know, I don't even know how to explain that Um. no, it was, it's just nonsense, nonsense
0: not it, yeah. let's be in a band and what
1: age we then was it 94? probably you're not, you're not 16,
0: 17? So you're a bit younger than me then I'm about to turn 40. Yeah, like five years younger than me. Yeah. It's
1: chronically
0: bad. That's, okay. that's awesome.
1: It's fine, I don't care. I'll worry about it when I start looking at it. Um,
0: Tattoos and hair dye, I sort of Exactly. Makeup. Grow a beard, that's me. <laughs> I,
1: I, know, I would love a moustache. <laughs> would you? That is the thing about can... it. It's, it's a, some, <laughs> some almost well known fact of me that I want to grow a moustache. Right. If I could get a Fu Manchu in the go, I would totally. Just have
0: not a fake one, just stick with it. Have considered it?
1: I've actually looked at my navy several times but I've not found one that good with my next tattoo in.
0: I'm bringing you a fake moustache in aye, but it
1: needs to be good, okay, it needs good to good. be convincing okay. I'm actually going to maybe start trying to find like, proper theatrical folks that do things You'll like really that
0: you really get it, I'm going to do it has, it
1: either has to be white or black
0: oh, your black hair and white oh, aye, that'd be cool mm. aye. so the music stuff I'm kind of sidetracked I'm talking about weird fetish for the the music stuff it's not just like <laughs> <laughs> <get> <laughs> You know, like going to gigs, because you've went... Well my mum's my a mom. music
1: teacher, my mum and dad met in the RSNO choir, there's always been music. Yeah. Shite music, for, for when you're growing up it's yeah. classical music, or my music. mum like Barbara Dixon and shit like that. and Absolute nonsense, but... So it's
0: music, is music always on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, my mum was a music teacher, my aunt now was a music teacher, they both retired, but they both still do private piano pupils, whatever stuff, tutoring. Um, and my dad sang in choirs, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's in your bones. I, I suppose it's just music's always just been a thing that I think I don't know for maybe for some people there's a mystique around music how it's made and um, how you f- how you find new music or how. Um, what what even makes good music yeah. sometimes, which I think is explains what the pop music R and B again invisible uh, commas. Um, I think I think people just don't understand that there's more to music than what is on the radio. Yeah. There's you know I mean from a, I used to get taken to I don't know how many times I've been at the Royal Concert Hall. I've played in the Royal Concert Hall. Try I played it. trombone when I was at school. Um, there's, there's just it's always been there, I've always made music. Again, the same with the art, I've always made music. I've always had my mum was a piano teacher, so there was a piano in the living room, so I would just sit and fanny about on the piano. You know, I learned how to play, maybe had a little lamb and my fingers could barely even push the keys down because yeah. they were that small. Um So again it's 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 intrinsic to who I am. I dun I genuinely I, I, I've had people say to me, no, I don't really like music, and I just don't understand, don't understand it's, it's like you basically yeah. just stood there and told me you're not a human being. <laughs> I don't understand what species you could possibly be if that's how you feel about... I
0: know our, our, our taste in music, but yours and mine is completely different. Like, As it should be. But I still don't know people, I don't understand people who don't like music. I... I'm not saying I
1: don't like breathing or eating. <laughs> yeah. See, folks say I don't like food. I don't like eating. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a chore and I think I yeah, can get it done yeah. as
0: fast as I can. I'm like, Yeah, about this. But You've you've travelled a fair bit for your love of music.
1: Yes. I've, yeah. I mean, well, now that I'm free to be my own human being, um, I've used music as an excuse to... I mean, me and my friend Sam wound up going down to London quite often. as a, It was an excuse to go down and have a crazy shopping trip in Camden and yeah. Oxford Street and whatever. Um, to go and see like Nine Inch Nails or Soundgarden or whoever at Faith in the War sometimes. You know, just big bands that yeah. were huge influences in her life. It was mostly Nine Inch Nails because she's a massive like, Nine Inch Nails fan.
0: But thing is, the thing is you got me into Nine Inch Nails as well and How you Destroy Angels and
1: mm-hmm.
0: try to think who else. A couple of bands that you got me into. Um, but I remember seeing like you travel to the States for like two days to go to a gig. Like yeah well
1: yeah i went to the um so, in fact funnily enough sam's going to that this year okay um because on her birthday like four three or four of her favorite bands are playing right, back so
0: to what, back what, what, what was that again that was it's
1: in sacramento in california okay. so i flew into la i planned all my trip i, I had a plan to fly into la on the friday get an internal flight on the friday fly to sacramento and go to my wee hotel that i booked for the three nights that I was going to be there, fly back out, you know, internal flight back down in the Monday and then fly out back to, it was a direct flight back to Glasgow, would you yeah. believe, ten and a half hour flight or some horrendousness like that. So, planned it all out and so so many of my favourite bands were playing at this festival, it was just, it was gig porn, there was no, it was almost if, as if I had planned, other than a few real shytors, I, I could of swapped them out with another couple of better bands, but still. Um, It was a good excuse to just go and maybe get a pint or pizza or something like that, so it was fine. Um, But I I sat back and I looked at it and went that's great and I looked up one of my favourite bands, ghosts. Um, they just at that point put a post up on Facebook saying these are our tour dates and and I looked and I was like oh there's the wee sacramento aftershock festival one. And I just happened to notice that the date above it was the Wiltern in LA the night I fly in. So I moved my internal flight to the next morning, and I phoned the Greens or emailed the Greens Hotel Motel, whatever it was, to change it to just two nights. Booked a hotel at Lex, <laughs> um, and just Ubered it from there into the Wiltern. I met a really cool guy that night when I was I just wandered about LA. Got a taxi up to Hollywood Boulevard and uh, fannied about in LA for the afternoon. Wound up in this wee bar called Borders, and I met a guy called Gary Taylor. Now I sat down in this bar. Ordered a glass of wine and it was a lovely, a really awesome event. It was all done up for Halloween because it was towards the end of October. And brilliant. Really, Ghostbusters playing on a telly. I was just <laughs> yeah, getting, yeah. picking the shit moment, right? Totally happy with myself. Going to see Ghost in a few hours. All is well with the world. So I'm sat there and this guy comes and he sits next to me like kind an of older guy. And I hear the English accent and I'm like, oh fucking, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Well you tell me I'm sat six next to a guy six from six. England, oh. fucking great. So anyway the barman says something to me and I chat to him for a wee second and the guy, Gary as it turns out, turns to me says, is that a Scottish accent I'm hearing? And I was like, obviously oh, in his English accent. I was like, it is, yes, and I was like, fucking here we go, and he was like, oh, I'm from Blackpool. And I was like, oh really, Oh, I wouldn't admit that to many folks, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Blackpool's a <laughs> <that> shithole. <told. laughs> and um, and he's like I, well i lived in london most of my life i moved out of there when i was four and i was like oh, you're not from blackpool then i think it might, or maybe one or something like that was born in blackpool raised and lived his whole life in london until he moved over to l.a and i was like oh, you're not from you're from uh, london no. that's that's say that to people we I don't, don't say you're blackpool, blackpool bloody hell so uh certainly not if they know what blackpool is yeah um, chill <laughs> in the uk don't <laughs> say that yeah. um so we went up chatting, and he was like, oh, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, I'm going to a band tonight, and then I'm going to a festival over in Sacramento. And so he was like, oh, I play drums, and I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I played with a band called Tank. And they were quite big back in the 80s. They, they supported like Anthrax and Iron Maiden and Metallica. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were kind of who would be on before the big the yeah, four too, kind of yeah. thing. Um, so they did really well, and they are, you know, they're still a, a fairly well-known band. I heard. I, I can't remember what I was reading lately. And I was, they popped up in this, I was like, oh, fucking hell. So we up, I went up chatting with him, I, I, my plan was to have two glasses of wine and go, I wound up having three glasses of wine two of which he paid for, in fact, two, he paid for two of them, and the barman gave me one free, and I paid for the drink. Fantastic. It was great. <laughs> so, and I've got him on Facebook, and he still messages me saying, hiya, how you doing? Yeah. And so it's, he's a lovely guy, um, totally one of the best bits of that wee journey. So I went that night, and I saw Ghost in the Wiltern, and um, They were fantastic. The Wilton is fantastic. It's an art deco old cinema. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, And the band were fantastic that night. had a great time. Got out. Got an Uber back to my motel or whatever it was at LAX. Had the shite night to sleep with your Jew. Yep. Um, Hopped on the plane the next morning. Got to the Greens Motel. Straight in another Uber. I guess like $6 or something to go miles and miles in LA and Sacramento. It's just no money for taxis over there feels so cheap and um, rocked out all day and the next day at the Aftershock Festival and just had the best time. talking about myself. absolutely fine. Seeing all my favorite bands with nobody to interrupt me, yeah, great. Don't know why more people don't do yeah. it, yeah,
0: <laughs> because it's like because it's an American, you're in Scotland, it's, I, it's it's not usual, it's not a normal thing to do to suddenly, it's not not that suddenly, but.
1: I, I, I do get a, a few like, but you're going by yourself, I right? you, yeah. know, you know, is that not scary, is that not, lo- obviously my mum is terrified. Yeah. But, and I'm like, why, I'm perfectly capable, I, I walk down streets in Glasgow by myself, yeah. I walk through the park at night by myself, you know, it's, bad things have happened all around these areas and yeah. nobody worries about me at that point, does it matter if I'm in a different country? Yeah, of course. Ch- if shit's going to happen, shit's going to happen, mum said, changes come, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, if, these are these are the life experiences and if it kills me well you know so is. i'm not missing anything i'm not a deed. Yeah. so i've i've i don't want to say i don't care but i'm very pragmatic about what it is it's it's a life experience and if somebody i mean if somebody wanted to go along to that with me yeah i mean I'd, I'd, some of my friends very tempted very nearly did the did the deed and bought the ticket but they didn't so i just went myself yeah, so.
0: so what's the the other big, big gigs you've been to in America? Oh, I well, went to Hellfest, yeah. by myself. And you've been, the recent one was Frankfurt?
1: Went to Frankfurt to see one band, yep. in Das Bet, which is a wee club, it's smaller than the garage. Yeah. Um, Zelen Arden are fantastic. And uh, we went up meeting them afterwards and we're total like, Instagram buddies with them <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, and yeah. liking and following each other and it's a bit bizarre. But they are fantastic. Just.
0: Is there a band that you, you've tattooed? Is there any... any
1: Tattooed the drummer from from a a Hamilton based band. Um, Tattooed a guy from a wee band called Funerals a few months back. Um, But no, I mean, other than that, not really. Uh, I'm not a, for all, all, I am a total fangirl of the band and the music. I'm not going to be although in saying that i did tell zelenardo if they ever come to, i'm basically trying to bribe them to come to yeah, Glasgow right. by saying there is a tattoo studio at your disposal like okay, yeah. make that happen yeah. by hook or by crook yeah. um if it means free tattoos for anybody having to get moved out of slot it'll happen just to make <laughs> sure these guys have got what i want to offer so because yeah, they're really good dudes so um but no i'm not i'm not like look like there's a few other studios that say
0: Promote themselves
1: to bands and make the bands come hmm. to them as a thing, but uh, to be quite honest, my diary doesn't allow for things like yeah, that. the ba- time a band's announced, I'm booked.
0: Yeah, your, your diary is. It's
1: insane. <coughs> it
0: gets opened and then gets closed pretty quickly. Well, it for does now, yeah. Months. And I,
1: again, I used to think that was a pure wank move, closing your diary. You used to be like, how'd you do that? That's yeah. sort of shit. Just be booked, who cares? Right. And then last november i was booking into july this year and i was like yeah i can't plan my life how can my customers plan yeah, my, their lives that yeah. far ahead how are they even gonna i'm not gonna remember a consultation i did in november yeah. for someone that's booking in july it's,
0: things might happen between now and then yep. and yeah Or people forget they as could well. lose that limb that they planned you
1: yeah, know exactly. yeah, i mean like we're talking <laughs> yeah. about you know sh- the kids, yeah. shit happens yeah. so um i just I, I i made the decision eventually i was just like i can't and i mean I, there was a who-ha when i had to cancel a weekend's worth of appointments for that um festival the aftershop one in yeah. LA in California um one of my customers really kicked off because and even though she had like four months notice that was absolutely astonishingly terrible customer service of mine to, to possibly dare and then um, I was like fuck
0: ah. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, you recently met God, Is it your your favourite your favourite artist? Yes. Who one of, well
1: my favourite artist who uh, well, one of them who is still alive yeah. but who has made possibly one of the biggest impacts on my life. And that is Alex
0: Graham. Okay. So for people who don't know who he is or what kind of stuff he if, ex- if you could explain, because it's...
1: Yeah, well, I think myself, along <coughs> with an awful lot of people, found his work because he started doing work for Tools, albums, um, I think he started with them for, now did he do stuff in Anima, my brain is just totally not working tonight, I don't think, no, he's not in Anima, there's not any of his work, but Latin Alice, mm. blue artwork for albums out of the water absolutely changed the face of album art history because it wasn't just the pictures, it wasn't just what he had done. It was the actual physical setup of the box. Right. I don't know if you've seen it. I've not seen it though. I might get it out of the car when we're finished <laughs> so and show you. The CD closes, it's card thick, thick cardboard and it closes over but on the on the open side if you like, there's another fold that's got goggles if you like to to viewing holes with slight magnification on them and when you open you lift them up to 90 degrees and when you open the album and the pictures that are on that side up to 90 degrees facing so they're facing each other the pictures that are there if you look through the holes and relax your eyes to not be on one point but looking straight ahead with both eyes it makes the image 3d oh fantastic and it is like a
0: what those things? Is it's it? not Magicale? like that, but it's kind of the same yeah. principle that right. you need to relax your eyes yeah. to so you're, get you're, them to... So you're not focusing directly on... Yeah.
1: Um, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting... Oh, uh, it's a very interesting concept and it absolutely blew my mind. Um, oh sorry, that was 10,000 Days, I'm totally making stuff up. He, he did the artwork for Latin Alice, that's, that's 10,000 Days, the one with the googly eyes. Okay. That's, Uh, lateralis which was actually overlaid um, acetate printed on acetate so you could basically layer up the body the soul the nerves the auras it's it's artwork like nobody had seen and then again like i said again brain not working when he when he did this with ten thousand days with the the viewing holes glasses whatever you want to call it um that blew everybody's mind yeah um, and now, him and Adam Jones, a guitarist from Tool, do all of the backdrops and they've done music videos, and it's just epic. The stuff that they do is mind bending, it's so beautiful, it's so. It's, it's as, big, as big, possibly even a bigger part to some degree of what Tool's stage show is now. Than mm, possibly mm. some of the members, right, but it's, you could never, if you know or love Tool, then you could never have one without any of them. Now, yeah. Alex Gray is so intrinsic to the, the the Tool experience, if you want to put it that way. That it, it it's it's synonymous.
0: You're still waiting the new album.
1: Aye. Holding my breath. Not. Yeah. Um, so you met
0: him recently then? So you I met Alex did you Grey. go did you go to. So where did you meet him?
1: We went to, he's got a, a... I don't quite know how to explain what's there just now. He's bought a property in New Hamburg, which is about an hour and a half, 40 minutes train ride north of New York City. So when, so the experience for me on Saturday the 9th, I guess, of um, September was go to Grand Central Station, which blew my tiny mind. That building just...
0: I've only ever seen photographs, but... Looks
1: and films, I mean, how many yeah. is, It was going into Un- a, mu- a movie set? The
0: Untouchables, I think, is Everything. the one I remember from, yeah.
1: Um, I came home and I wound up watching a film called 222, and it, it focuses ultimately on Grand Central Station. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking gorgeous movie. So many films over the Again, movies are the massive part of life as well, but that's an inside thing. You don't yeah. do that with other people so much. Um, but... So so many films, many New York movies have been shot in, in that, and it's not a set, it is Grand Central that Station. Is, that's what it's like. And I, I, I did nearly cry even just walking in there. It was quite an emotional day to begin with. Did just you go yourself? No, me and Sam went. No. Um, we were in New York for the last spring of our 30s, brackets except for Frankfurt. So um, <laughs> we accidentally stuck an extra holiday in there. So um, Walking to Central Station, just breath was taken for the first time of the day. Gorgeous place. So we went and bought our tickets, went downstairs, got some food, mucked about for a wee while till our train was due, got the train, went out. So the, so he's bought this plot of land, it's, it was maybe a 20 minute walk uphill. we couldn't, couldn't see Ubers or anything like that, we yeah. just had to walk up kind of country roads yeah. to get to, I mean actual roads, but you know, out in the middle of nowhere basically. To get up to this place. Um, and we got there, and he's there's one big building called, or one big house called the Grey House, and then there's another house at the back that's the Staff House, which I guess where him and Alison live when they're there. Okay. And then at the back of that again, there's what they're calling the Entheon which is the art exhibition experience. Um, <sighs> the whole building is going to be the art. As much as so really, how would you
0: describe his art, though? Because what what I've seen of it is it's biological. Trippy. Yeah. It's trippy. it's, it's
1: yeah. He's a very very big fan of expanding your mind through drugs. Yeah. Be it. I don't I don't think he drinks. I don't know. I've never really witnessed any pictures yeah. with a wine or glass, yeah. much. I don't know. But he's definitely into his psychedelics, mushrooms, yeah, acids, and um, DMT all that kind of stuff and um, definitely weed yeah, um, yeah. so and that you know he's a he's not an advocate for it but he certainly doesn't hide the fact that he approves of it yeah he's been in documentaries regarding it the dmt molecule um thing that documented i think it's still in net, netflix, netflix maybe. yeah um worth checking out yeah. um so but he's, he's, again i've got his books and it's Explains how, from a young age, he was always drawing skeletons and bodies and very anatomical right. drawings and pieces. So um, he's he's had a definite thing. So most most of his artwork focuses on the energies that come out of a body, the spirit, even that's there, the the bone. I mean, he's very often that you'll, you'll see and it's like a, a transparent human where you see the, the bones, the Blood nerves, vessels the capillaries the, the, yeah, the yeah. even, the, the, and then you've got the, the energy, maybe the chakras or um, you know, if, if, the, if the adult being is looking into the eyes of the child being there's the direct line going from eye to eye yeah. and then all the, the emanations coming away from that and it's beautiful and the detail and the finishing in these paintings is they're huge i mean they're epically massive Mm -hmm. paintings they're like 16 feet wide and they're the detail from and they're identical side to side you know symmetrical completely side to side blows my tiny mind that i couldn't even bring the concept of paintings i can't paint much well i guess but the concept of trying to even visualize that to then make it real on a Of canvas that that size, finding a bit of canvas (laughs) that size, I wouldn't even be able to start there.
0: Yeah,
1: I couldn't even shop for what he (laughs) starts with, let alone figure out how to make what he makes happen on these things. Just blows my tiny mind. And it's uh, one of these would take me possibly my entire life to get sort of half finished. And he's knocked out hundreds of paintings like this, and it just ends me that there's this much. Creativity comes out of one human being, can't even.
0: So he's, like you say, he's God?
1: He's, he is just, he is tuned into a whole other plane that yes. I can't bring But again, I mean, he would be able to sit down and tattoo folk, it's a yeah, different yeah, art, and yeah. I, I appreciate that what I do is not dog shit in comparison. Yeah. Personally, I look at it and I'm like, Oh my god, if Alex looks great tattoo, I would be dog shit. So that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. and there are other other tattoos that I see I see their work and I just want to go and break my thumbs and get another call centre job again. Just don't, don't do I'm, that. I'm, I'm not gonna because yeah. I need to like pay my bills and eat food and stuff yeah. and maybe travel and stuff. But um, so, so when you
0: you, you travelled to the States and That was a big Manhattan. deal for me to go and do
1: yeah. that though. That was a big part of it. Big part of
0: it. Yeah. In and I And squeaked there's photographic evidence of you permanently oh, a, a, a,
1: a big puddle. Yeah, goopy, emotional <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I defrosted right in front of yeah. everybody, <laughs> in front of cameras, and yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things that made me so happy seeing the pictures of you being so, so happy.
1: So many of my friends and customers have said the same thing. We just can't believe how happy I look. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get married, uh, and the photos of me getting married, I look downright miserable. <laughs> For that, suppose, but I mean, comparatively, that's yeah. that's possibly the most affected I have ever been by another human being. Yeah. It's like it was like meeting my birth mother. Yeah. I I can't I can't even, and uh, you know if you meet your birth mother and it's Alex Gray, that yeah. I suppose. Um, That'd be not that should be. No, I'm adopted. Love my man.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So. I mean I can I didn't expect to be that much of a fangirl. So we've talked about how much I'm into music. One of the bands I've loved from the start is a band called The Wild Hearts. And um through Forbes and his friend <coughs> Sasha, who is married to CJ, um, I went. The, the guitarist from The Wild Hearts. When they played in Glasgow a few years ago, the plan was we would take him out for dinner, this was all arranged and um, so we wound up having I was texting with a wild heart to get it sorted yeah. out for when we're meeting for dinner and then I picked him up and him and Richie, the drummer, got in my car and I had to drive them to <coughs> him. I felt like I was on my driving test, but I was able to breathe and function like a human being. Words came out my face without going <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can I can all well, but that that ruined me. That absolutely floored me. <coughs>
0: So when you met Alex Grey, you mm-hmm. come into this
1: squeaking, squeaking little leaking puddle um, of emotion. I feel really sorry for him and Alice and his wife, who's also a fantastic artist. <laughs> um, just one of the most beautiful, the pair of them are just the most beautiful. <coughs> mm.
0: So I'll cut, I'll cut here and we'll try and join it together.
1: <laughs> so aye, so when I met Alex Grey, I just became a squeaking, crying, lump and I feel really sorry for him and Alison meeting this person. They've probably met folk that have just lost their shit before, yeah. right? But, uh, you know, when somebody's came all the way from Scotland and they can't even form a sentence <laughs> because they're just too happy to actually exist anymore. Yeah. It was, um, it was quite ridiculous, but I, I mean, it was funny. I was laughing at myself and yeah. calling myself the names. For, the and, photographs
0: are amazing. The, the, just the sheer joy.
1: You'll need to post them um, on your
0: page. Oh yeah, I'll. I will do not want that. Publicly humiliate yeah, me no, as much no, as possible that, because yeah. it is too funny not to. There's,
1: uh, My fat greeting face all over Facebook and, and
0: his Instagram. Two, yeah, that was gonna say. There's there's two, there's, no, there's three pictures that are, that they've got. There's one that Sam's taking of you, where <laughs> he's taking a photograph of you. Yes. There's a photograph. It's meta. That, yeah, the photograph that he was taking, uh-huh. he posted that on his Instagram yeah. page. But there's see one. See how
1: many likes that shit got. Yeah. Ridiculous and I mean more people have seen it and liked it.
0: Yeah, but the, the, the one that got me was the one It's just you standing next to him uh-huh. and you just look I'll like, show you worse ones. You yeah, know, yeah. Fuck You, you know. just look like a, like, I do always say you like a mess, but... You I'm know. a mess. I, I'm yeah. a mess. It's, yeah.
1: it's fair to say. I'm an yeah. absolute <laughs> riot of a human being at that point in time. Um, Sam's very kind, she keeps telling me, like, well, you, you weren't that bad, it was yeah. fine, you've got a person in your head, and I'm like, no, I can see my face <laughs> yes. in the photographs, I'm aware yeah. of it. Everybody
0: can see it, yeah.
1: It's kind of out there, yeah. there's no hiding it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's certainly out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's unretractable now, yeah. the internet has me looking like that much of a mess for life. So, yeah.
0: It's, that was... It good to see though.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean I I wouldn't say I'm quite the frost queen but I definitely no, but, don't um, I'm not one to bubble. I'm not a not a crier. I don't get I don't get particularly upset in one way or the other. I don't mm. it takes an awful lot to get me properly angry or properly upset. Um because I'm I'm fairly I don't know, I don't want to say thick skinned, but I'm very aware of stuff's gonna happen and it, it will affect me, but I don't let it rule my day. I don't yeah. If it, and if it does, then it's got to be something epic.
0: What's day to day life in here like, then? Do you Hiptic. get. Hit oh, yeah. Do you get.
1: There isn't really a day to day much. There's. No. Um, you can get asked <laughs> any kind of question, you really can. I mean, you, you know, you get the, the usual weird questions like, will you tattoo my dead whatever's ashes into me? No. It's not hygienic for cough. Um, to. I'm I'm leaving tomorrow. Can I get my sleeve done today? <laughs> no. um,
0: well, you've got you've got regulars that come in.
1: Oh, lots of regulars, yeah, which is great. I love and I love my regular. I mean, like yourself, I've made some amazing friends, great connections through this job, mm. and that's another thing. I mean, I do pride myself on being a good pal to a lot of folk. I, I frequently go right out my way. Yeah. I did some things last week that made me the best friend of anybody <laughs> ever I can't, I'll tell you about it later but yeah. fucking hell yeah I've been I've uh, certainly I make sure that I've, even if it's just in the slightest even if it's just a text message or whatever well, even
0: with, with, with me and, uh, Jackie my wife you've done for the, for, for the last Four years, five years. We've done an t- uh, anniversary. 20th
1: anniversary, two
0: years in a row as well. Yeah,
1: because we have fucked up, <laughs> Yeah, fucked up with. You uh, can't count.
0: We can't count. We to twenty, and we've got our twentieth anniversary <laughs> done on our
1: nineteenth. But you realised just before, but we did it so anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah.
1: So. Um, how many ta- how many have we done? You've got your thumbs? Uh,
0: this, this, this will be. Twenty.
1: Should, 20, we
0: tell, 20, should we tell the, the, the listening five people what the, yeah, tw- what the last one was? 20, oh, yeah, the, so the, this is 23 this year. So, last year, oh the last couple of years, we went through telling each other what our tattoos are going to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to not telling each other what the tattoos are going to be mm-hmm. until on the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've done it where you've picked. Well,
1: you did your thumbs.
0: Done the thumbs as well. Done uh, Star Wars stuff on our thumbs. But then last year, we just left it up to you, yeah. because, because we've known you for so long, yeah. and we, kind of, we, we, we trust you enough to know what, what, what we Made would like.
1: Made
0: you regret like. that, didn't I? Uh, no. It's <laughs> I, I
1: I one of my favourite experiences, yeah.
0: So the, like the story know. basically is, we come in for our regular, which is now a regular thing, our mm-hmm. anniversary tattoos, and Jackie was getting something done already. Was she, um, was she getting something? No,
1: no, I think Did it do, was just for your... for that? I think maybe the plan was she was meant to have been coming in to get some done to a unicorn or pony thing but couldn't
0: and we just did them instead. So we're sitting and uh, didn't know what the design was going to be didn't know anything about it because we're leaving it up to Jillian so Jillian takes Jackie's arm covers up draws the design on her arm and then turns around and hands me the tattoo machine and I tattooed
1: after you've washed your hands and, put yeah, them yeah, obviously, yeah,
0: and... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I tattooed Jackie's, uh, and then you drew on me, and Jackie had to tattoo on me.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, simple
0: stick figures. St- stick figures, one with a beard, one with a skirt. I basically
1: had two field apprentices and one. Yeah, <laughs> <time.
0: laughs> unfortunately, Jackie's uh, my hands are shaking that much that <laughs> Jackie's uh, version of her looks like she's got a penis, mm. and I look like I'm wearing MC Hammer trousers. Yeah. Because uh, my hands were shaking that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was one of the most enjoyable ones. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of stingy tattoos from you.
1: Mhm.
0: Calfs are sore. Mhm. Knee was stingy. But.
1: They're
0: all bloody sore. Yeah. Some are a lot worse than others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think um <coughs> you do get a bit blase with it after a while. You think, oh, it's fine. I've got loads. I'm not
0: going to find this bad. Oh shit, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Shins were okay, but. Mm. My calves, that was the ones I thought I'd tap out on. Yeah. I almost did, I almost did. Um, I think, I think we'll call it then. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. But thanks for, thanks for well, taking thank part. you for
1: letting
0: me bore the ears off you for no, about no. an hour and a half. No. We're,
1: we're
0: close to, we're close to 2 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe a 2 parter. Maybe, uh, maybe, I well,
1: fourth.
0: Yeah. But what we'll do is, uh, as usual, we'll put up some links to your social media stuff. and. Cool. Tap if people want to get in contact with you for, for work. When, you're, when, you're, when, when that's it. I mean, that's when your book opens, your diary opens. When the,
1: when the rarity happens. I mean, yeah. become become a holidays before yeah, the 1st of December. The, yeah, yeah. So, diaries open the 1st of December, so I'll have to have... Whatever skiving I'm doing plans. Yeah,
0: whatever gigs and and travelling.
1: Oh, me and Sam have already. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got all sorted yet? Well, not sorted, but we've already got a few pipeline concepts. Amsterdam might happen again next year. Right, Okay. So, um, yeah, we just pick bands that we really like and find out where they're touring. and It's actually nicer and almost as cheap going to a gig in in mainland Europe than it is doing it here.
0: Yeah. Gigs are expensive. Top tip, folks. (laughs) Yeah, gigs are expensive.
1: Gigs are expensive, but they don't always have to be. especially big bands but again if somebody's going to try and charge you like upwards of 70 90 pounds the fucking eagles were with about 250 pounds a ticket something
0: ridiculous yeah who was the other one there was somebody else recently some other big band and it was just stupid money
1: did you say we're never shutting us down are we no
0: we'll just keep talking (laughs) it was uh, when black
1: Sabbath did their last bit there and um Somebody had asked me to get them tickets for that because I've got all the priority and blah, blah. Uh, and I went on and I was like, right, so the she, tickets, she, I'd said, she, she'd said £60 is about as high as I want to go and it was like 80 for a ticket that would give you a nosebleed and you yeah. need a Sherpa to get yeah. to. <clears throat> so, that got paid off, she didn't want that. But there was other options and I was like, there was an executive VIP option. If, if the normal shite ticket's 80 quid, have a wee, I, I don't know if I've told you, but have a wee guess. couple
0: hundred. Keep going. Oh,
1: why? 5 hundred <coughs> and fifty £1,750. Can
0: you see Aussie?
1: Aye, I think you might maybe get a gommer off of him. <laughs> get a shot at Sharon or something.
0: <laughs> i pay no. less than that.
1: <laughs> Tony Iommi shows his cancer scurros or something. Oh. No, no. Yeah. no thanks. I wouldn't so even pay 80 let alone Travelling to
0: Europe is <coughs> It's cheaper. not that hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Made it over to the Zeland Ardor there and the ticket was €20 Euros for the gig. And or eighteen euros actually, um, and the flights with Airline Air were forty pounds return. Wow. Thirty nine actually.
0: The taxi. was a taxi price from. I I Glasgow dare to get tomorrow. to meet that. Yeah, get a taxi from yep. Glasgow. So All right, yeah, we had definitely.
1: hotels, but I mean. Yeah, but we also got to go to Frankfurt, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah you know, It's not
0: Glasgow. It like yeah, I'm yeah. About. Yeah.
1: So, that was great. I would totally do that again. Yeah. So. I remember the
0: last gig being Jackie being there don't remember what the last one we seen. It's a while ago, anyway. Mm. But that, we'll call it a day. Yes, we'll a day. Let's, let's
1: do a shush.
0: Thanks again. Thank you very much, sir. And episode eight is done. Uh, just want to thank Gillian for taking the time to chat to me. Um, she's got a very, very hectic schedule, but as you probably will able to tell, we probably could have chatted for a little bit longer a little bit of blether but if you're looking to get in contact with her or try and find any details about her work if you search on Instagram and Facebook for Nirvana Tattoo Studio and they're based in Chisholm Street in Glasgow so you have a search on there for them to get in contact with her and hopefully when her book opens up again you might be able to get and get a tattoo from her So thanks for listening and hopefully catch you in the next episode.